This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is what, Friday evening, Saturday morning. This will be dropping Friday evening at midnight, coming out again on Saturday at 8 p.m. So we're starting to get a handle on this new schedule drop. So I guess what's happening is we put out... Uh, the episode, the new episode at midnight, and then it also goes out again at 8 p.m., and then the new episode comes out at midnight, and in there, I've been throwing in a new thing I call the Dustin Gold Nugget, and basically, that's about a 10 to 15-minute recap of what we covered in the episode so that way one if you don't have time to listen to the full episode i know some of you guys are like way behind apparently the show that i'm doing here for you is so in depth uh other people sort of in this genre i've heard really only put out about one show a week or every couple weeks where we're packing in like one a day five days a week at least and i'm sorry but it's the way i work i like to keep moving when i'm hot on the trail of these technocrats these transhumanists these government bureaucrats these government contractors and uh these transhumanist technocratic weirdos you know i like to just keep moving i like to rock and roll so that's what we're doing and i guess it's dropping that way for people that miss it at night they'll pick it up again the next day and the dust and gold nugget again you can listen to it and then it'll give you a preview of what's coming and then that way you can circle back and listen to the full episode when you get a chance um so uh that's great also feel free to share the nugget with your friends your family uh like-minded people and let them know uh hey this is like 10 minutes and it'll tell you what dustin's doing in the big episode so again you can check out this podcast for free i think on all the podcast platforms i'm going to double check that earlier next week and if anything's missing we'll get it set up there 
If you'd like to see the show appear anywhere else, feel free to email me at gold at pain.tv and I'll take care of that. Otherwise, feel free to join pain.tv slash gold and you can get access to that free video version of the podcast as well as Mike's podcast, which is the Thomas Payne podcast. Folks, over the last few episodes, um, We've been covering a lot of things and putting a lot of information in there for you. As I find um, open source intelligence or I'm given intelligence by some of my contacts and sources, I like to share it with you right away. But our main focus has been on Peter Thiel showing you his background in the singularity, his background in transhumanism, his background in investments his background in all of sort of these technocratic World Economic Forum uh, technologies that he's invested in. But I've got to tell you that this guy is an enigma, folks. He's a walking contradiction. And uh, what we're going to do in the next segment, there's some technologies I want to share with you. Um Things that I've thrown into episodes, but I never really went into depth on, which we're going to do in future episodes. So I'm going to show you sort of this nanobot bee-like swarm technology that Ray Kurzweil talks about when he says that we can create this swarm of sort of nanobot bees that'll form these robotic Iron Man-like suits that we can beam our consciousness down into. And then I want to show you some 3D printing of meat and a few other technologies that are going on right now in the fourth industrial revolution, or as we would say here, the fourth industrial revolution, or the fourth industrial Reich, however you want to put it, folks. But let me pull up on the screen some notes I have for you before we get into those technologies. And then as soon as we finish that up, we're going to go back into Peter Thiel. But I want to start with Peter Thiel here. Here's some notes that I put together on this fork tongue devil. I have these up on the screen, folks. And as I said, he is a walking contradiction. And there are some journalists who have written about that. But generally, in the mainstream, Thiel is perceived as a conservative libertarian, as they like to call him. So they use these journalists who are perceived as leftist liberals to attack him and then make him out to be an authoritarian of which he is but then they tie his authoritarianism to nationalism or to the MAGA movement and that is because Peter invested in the MAGA movement he's to this day backing quote unquote MAGA candidates of course some of them actually work for him uh, run some of his venture firms are partnered in uh, his businesses like Rumble the competitor to YouTube and so that's what happens it gets lost the guy is actually an authoritarian but it actually has nothing to do with making America great or uh, a nationalist ideology based around America because Peter Thiel is a globalist. I mean, you have to look at his investments. They tell you what, um, what he's involved with, what companies he's backing. So let's just look at this. I want to point out two main themes that I find as I am researching Peter Thiel. One is that Thiel always blasts something publicly that he happens to be 
invested in. And I will give you examples of that. But he has a track record of going out and blasting something publicly, which he's invested in. So, for instance, I showed you yesterday Ethereum, which is sort of, uh, think of it like a competitor to Bitcoin if you don't know much about cryptocurrency. If you know about cryptocurrency, then you know what Ethereum is. But for people out there, the layman, the unwashed masses, just the old simple apple pie folk out there, think of Ethereum like Bitcoin because you probably know a little bit about Bitcoin. So I showed you yesterday that Peter Thiel literally helped launch Ethereum through his Thiel Fellowship, his Thiel Foundation, where he gave a grant, a $100,000 two-year grant, to a college student to drop out to develop Ethereum. So he launched Ethereum, but then he will go out there, sort of blast Ethereum. I've showed you that he was instrumental in backing singularity the concept of the merger of man and machine and he did that uh going back to 2006 he was backing the singularity institute and speaking at the singularity summit but then he'll go out there and sort of make these remarks that poo poo the idea of singularity so he does this often the second thing is that he generally backs companies which are direct competitors or perceived to be direct competitors to the companies that he's backing. So, for instance, he will back Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, but then go out there and back BlackRock's competitor to the Neuralink. Um, and so he does this quite often. I showed you an example, actually, where he was backing... Uh, he's behind Spotify, right? One of the largest podcast distributors that signed the $100 million contract with Joe Rogan. And then when Rogan was being given credit for being anti-COVID, although he's not, they created sort of this feud. And then Thiel, through Rumble, which is affiliated with uh, investors like Dan Bongino, they come out and they say, we'll give Rogan $100 million to leave Spotify and come over to Rumble, yet Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. So Thiel is behind Rumble, and Thiel is behind Spotify, and they create sort of a public feud, which is really just WWE wrestling, because at the end of the day, Peter Thiel is Vince McMahon, and he owns the entire WWE while he's creating sort of these internal fights and struggles, because in my eyes it's scripted and it's bs and on top of it as a venture capitalist someone who's invested who knows with Thiel on some of these companies that are publicly traded like palantir which he owns which is a government contractor which was started with cia money um he may be driving up or driving down the stock prices for various reasons i i would have to go so into depth to prove all of that that um that's not really worth it because it's not what we're doing here on this show. But let me give you some, some real-world examples, like I just did, of where Peter Thiel is very much this walking contradiction that I talked about. And again, I pose this. It's either that he is just this crony corporatist that's hedging his bets all the time, betting on both sides, you know, or he's something more dangerous. Now, could he be a crony corporatist who's also a technocratic transhumanist? Yes. Could he be just like a soulless vulture capitalist? Yes. 
you know, can he be more dangerous than that? Well, he has his hands in almost everything that I look up. Peter Thiel is behind the curtain, including, as I said, MAGA candidates. Uh, He was instrumental in sort of meme warfare. We're going to get into that eventually. And he's behind so many pieces of technologies I've already explained to you. But let me give you some examples here, as I said. I wrote these down. They're up on the screen of why Peter Thiel is sort of this walking contradiction. Again, Thiel created Ethereum through the Peter Thiel Foundation, but then he publicly blasts Ethereum. Peter Thiel attacked Spotify through Rumble, but Peter Thiel owns both of them. Peter Thiel backed MAGA, Make America Great Again, and blasted globalism while he sat on the board of Bilderberg, okay? We're going to go into into a little more depth on each of these as the show unfolds. But he backed MAGA and blasted globalism, pretends to be this nationalist, while he sits on the steering committee, the steering committee of Bilderberg, which is a promoter of globalism and the New World Order. Peter Thiel is backing Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, while Thiel is backing at least two of their competitors, and we'll get into that. Peter Thiel pokes fun at singularity, the concept sort of popularized by Ray Kurzweil, the chief engineer at Google, which is the merger of man and machine, once the point where artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence, and then sort of this merger of man and machine have to happen in order for humans to survive. So Thiel pokes fun at singularity, while Thiel was instrumental in funding it going back to 2006, again, funding the Singularity Institute and speaking at the Singularity Summit, and funds all sorts of technologies to advance singularity. Uh, Peter Thiel wants immortality, seeks immortality through this quest for eternal life by injecting young blood into his body, by freezing his body and bringing it back to life, by funding mind-twinning software to upload one's brain to the cloud. So he seeks immortality, but then he funds military-industrial complex and anti-human Projects, as all of these transhumanist artificial intelligence projects prove, they are anti human. They are against humanity. Peter Thiel rails against surveillance artificial intelligence, while Thiel is invested in surveillance artificial intelligence. And we'll get into that. We're going to look at Clearview AI tonight. Peter Thiel backs an anti-COVID TikTok influencer. We went over that briefly this week, okay? And her company, 28, while at the same time he's working with the government through contracts, through Health and Human Services, through CDC and others, and we're going to go over this tonight, um, on contact tracing, digital IDs, and mRNA drugs, okay? Peter Thiel backs this robot lawyer, Joshua Browder, to fight bureaucracy, to fight the corporations, to fight the government, to fight the man. So Peter Thiel backs the robot lawyer to fight the man, while at the same time, Peter Thiel is contracted with the IRS to dig 
through all of your personal data, your finances, your phone records, and your social uh, media. And then at the same time, he also advocates for a robotic AI legal system. So it claims he claims to have this robot lawyer who's going to help you fight the man, while at the same time, he wants the whole system to be run by robots. Peter Thiel eats clean, supposedly a paleo diet. But at the same time, he's backing 3D printed meat technology, which comes right out of Klaus Schwab's book, 2016, Ziffel's Industrial Revolution. Peter Thiel, as we went over yesterday, and you should watch that episode 25, claims to be Christian, yet Thiel offers his own alternative to heaven, which he calls transhumanism, and says that Christianity is similar to transhumanism. There is only minute metaphysical differences because in the end, they both offer immortality and sort of health and you get to live forever one is in heaven with god the other is stuck in a computer with peter thiel and finally let's point out that peter thiel is a self-avowed libertarian but thiel is backed and partnered with the worst elements of the government folks he's backed by and partnered with the worst most tyrannical dystopian elements of the government that are spying into your life that have you locked into a prison planet while he claims to be this self-avowed libertarian which we are supposed to believe is about freedom and about liberty he is full of it, folks. This guy is a walking contradiction. Think about those points while I take a short commercial break. Break. I will. Oh, excuse me, folks. I can't even talk tonight. I'm so excited to get into this Peter Thiel stuff, folks. I want you to think about that, okay? Really think about those contradictions. Try to understand who Peter Thiel is. I'm going to go to a quick break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you thought about that on the break. Seriously. I mean... You cannot explain to Peter Thiel anything other than this walking contradiction. I mean, obviously a transhumanist, a technocrat, a government leech. You know, there's many, many, many things that you could refer to when you are speaking about Peter Thiel. But folks, he is a walking contradiction. And so we're going to get into some of this tonight. But I want to bring you a couple of articles. And uh, let me give some credit here. Hat tip to my dear friend, Maria Albanese, co-host on the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays with Commander Mike Moore over at uh, Payne.tv slash gold. Because um, Maria's been sending me stuff as she finds it, stuff that fits in line with what we've been covering here. 
because she is always digging. She's always reading. She's always learning. And sometimes I end up with tunnel vision and I get trapped into things like Peter Thiel. And then my brain isn't really uh, picking up any additional information at the time. But she sent this over to me. And I said, you know what? Let me do a little segment tonight on some of the technologies that I sort of uh, brush over here at the uh, Dust and Gold Standard. Sometimes I'll mention things in passing, and then I don't really go into detail on them. But let's take Ray Kurzweil, for instance. We covered him the first three episodes. He's the chief engineer at Google, very instrumental, going back decades into popularizing the concept of singularity, the idea of mind uploading, the idea of uh, kind of downloading your brain into a new biological body or a non-biological nanobot Iron Man suit. And so this is uh, quite interesting because Maria sent this to me. I I think this was just today, and uh, I put it into my bookmarks. And so this comes right out of Harvard, Uh, Harvard Harvard.eu. Well, actually, you can get to it, um, wyss.harvard.edu. And this is uh, an article robo bees robo bees autonomous flying micro robots and um it kind of ties in yesterday to when i read you the 42 reasons why lars butler the founder and uh, metaverse director at artificial intelligence foundation had for why the united states needed to build autonomous artificial intelligence killer robots but this also plays into the technology that ray kurzweil talks about is sort of this swarm of bees which are nanobots coming together and forming these bodies in which your brain will be uploaded into real dream of his you know these guys sit around all day that you know woody allen look like he sits around and uh, thinks about this stuff but this is very interesting Let, let me just read a little bit to you Robo bees, autonomous flying micro robots, insect inspired robots with potential uses in crop pollination, search and rescue missions, surveillance, as well as high resolution weather, climate and environmental monitoring. Well, it's funny here because you have uh, high resolution weather, climate, environmental monitoring. I think they're monitoring probably the changes they're making using you know, all of their uh, uh, geotechnologies, okay? Then you have surveillance. Obviously, they love to surveil us. Search and rescue missions. I don't think these guys ever care about rescuing us. That's just thrown in there to tug at your heartstrings. And then crop pollination. Well, what crops? They're in the process of basically banning people from having farms as Bill Gates is out there buying everything up. But uh, let's just go a little deeper into this. Inspired by the biology of a bee. And uh, folks, up on the screen, I've got a, there's a photograph here. It's a finger with, um, it it's basically looks like the size of like sort of a mosquito, a little bigger than a mosquito. And it looks like a miniature cell phone tower with a pair of, you know, paddle wings on it. And then a little antenna coming out of the head. Um, so it kind of looks like the uh, eh, little Eiffel Tower with a couple of wings, like propeller wings. Inspired by the biology of a bee, researchers at the Weiss Institute are developing robo-bees, man-made systems that could perform 
uh, myriad roles in agriculture or disaster relief. A robo-bee measures about half the size of a paperclip, weighs less than one-tenth of a gram, and flies using artificial muscles comprise the materials that contract when voltage is applied. Additional modifications allow some models of RoboBee to transition from swimming underwater to flying, as well as perch on surfaces using static electricity. This is wonderful. No, seriously, this is great. I mean, when humans are getting to the point where they are engineering their own RoboBees, I mean, folks, we have just reached the pinnacle of... uh, of humanity this is i mean this is great i'm so glad to see what we spend our time doing uh the mastering uh the masterminding of the robo b was uh motivated by the idea to develop autonomous micro aerial vehicles capable of self-contained self-directed flight and of achieving coordinated behavior in large groups to that end the robo b Development is broadly divided into three main components, the body, brain, and colony. Body development consists of constructing robotic insects able to fly on their own with the help of a compact and seamlessly integrated power source. Brain development is concerned with smart sensors and control electronics that mimic the eyes and antennae of a bee and can sense and respond dynamically to the environment, the colony's focus is about coordinating the behavior of many independent robots so they can act as an effective unit, or a swarm, we would call it. And so, when you think about this, folks, right, as we're reading this, I told you many times, and I will repeat, these people... These technocrats, these transhumanists, these technologists that want to play God are not in fact God, nor can they ever be God. And the very technologies that they're developing prove this because they are always trying to hijack, hack, and pirate God's creation. The creator's creation, mother nature's creation, whatever you believe, if you believe there's something higher above humans, it would be pretty narcissistic of me to believe that there's not a higher power. Now, I am someone who says, let's take things into our own hands. You know, you can hope, you can pray, but I think you need to work hard. But these guys are literally trying to, as I told you, upload software into every last blade of grass, every last mosquito, every last human, and what they can't control in the natural world, they attempt to duplicate through their ability to research, develop, and manufacture various types of technology. Let's just go a little bit further, and then I'm going to shift over to another thing I want to share with you. It says right here, to construct RoboBees, researchers at the Weiss Institute have developed innovative manufacturing methods, so-called pop-up micro-electromechanical technologies. Uh, It says here, please also see the pop-up MEMS technology page that have already greatly expanded the boundaries of current robotics design and engineering all areas for the use of robo bees are available for licensing so this is 
Harvard basically saying that uh, they're offering licensing, which a lot of these universities do, on their RoboBee technology. Now, let's just pop over here to uh, Wikipedia. And under Wikipedia, you have a RoboBee. It says right here, RoboBee is a tiny robot capable of partially on. Uh, tethered flight developed by a research robotics team at Harvard University. The culmination of 12 years of research. See how long they've been doing this stuff, folks? 12 years. RoboB solved two key technical changes of micro-robotics. Engineers invented a process inspired by pop uh, books that allowed them to build on a sub-millimeter scale precisely and efficiently. To achieve flight, they created artificial muscles capable of beating the wings 120 times per second. And so uh, on this, if you ever want to go through it, just go to Wikipedia, look up Robo Bees. We'll go more into depth on this in uh, future episodes, but it's got the history of it here. I haven't even gone uh, really in depth yet on this, but you take this type of technology and put it in line with what Lars Butler said in his 42 Reasons Why We Need Autonomous AI Killer Robots, and they'll probably be attaching uh, tactical nukes to the back of these little robo-bees within another year and tell us that it's all about saving humanity and, um, I don't know, there to fight COVID or the terrorists or something. And then also... This technology comes into play with uh, future nanobots that we will be talking about. I'll mention a little bit tonight, but we're not going to go too deep. Now, I want to talk to you about this piece of technology because we just got done with our series on Lars Butler and the Mind Twins. Again, this article, hat tip to Maria Albanese. This is from PRNewsWire.com, and this is NetDragon appoints its first virtual CEO. The reason why I'm doing this, folks, is I want to show you that the stuff we talk about here is not just kookery. And I think with everything I've done so far for you guys, I source my material very well using articles, using videos, using their own words, their white papers. And so I don't just give you BS. I give you what these people are saying and doing and building. And so you know, with the robo bees, that shows you sort of these robot swarms they're developing. And that's at a very small level. You'll see crazier stuff in the future. But let's go to this one. NetDragon appoints its first virtual CEO right in line with Mind Twins. This is an article out of Hong Kong. Just a couple of days ago, NetDragon WebSoft Holdings Limited, uh, NetDragon or the company, a global leader in building internet communities, is pleased to announce that Ms. Tang Yu, Ms. Tang Yu, Y-U, an AI-powered virtual humanoid robot has been appointed as the rotating CEO of its flagship subsidiary, Fujian NetDragon WebSoft Company Limited. The appointment is a move to pioneer the use of AI to transform corporate management and leapfrog operational efficiency to a new level. Okay? Okay? Do you hear what I'm saying, folks? So now you have essentially a mind twin, an artificial deep fake robot run by an artificial brain rotating in as a CEO of this company, NetDragon WebSoft 
And now it's there, folks. You see it. It's the beginning. We can say it's quackery. We can say it's fake. But the technocrats say, oh, no, no. This fake stuff, this fake human stuff, oh, no. It's very real. Ladies and gentlemen, more when I come back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold for a special Friday, Saturday edition. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 